This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Dave. God damn it. <sighs> Ian. God. Tell the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> tell the ladies and gentlemen. Uh-uh. What happened? I don't want to. Ian, if I talk about feelings, if I, that makes it real. Yeah. That means it happened. Yeah. If I don't, then it never happened. I, I think, though, it did happen. Oh, Ian, I feel so bad. <laughs> I feel so bad. Well, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's going to be okay. I mean, know that I'm going to bring this up every time we hang out for the rest of our lives. Yeah. But okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a very special episode of what's our what's the name of this team team clear coat? It's it's been a it's been a weird couple of minutes. Yep, very special episode of Team Clear Coat. We had um, uh, via Skype, Mister Regular from Regular Car Reviews. Which, if you are not familiar with uh, Regular Car Reviews. You, I don't care how much into cars you are. You need to stop what you're doing and go watch all of those videos yes. and read his column on Road and Track. Definitely read his column on Road and Track. And yes. follow him on the Twitter. Yes. Um, yes. Um, He's our favorite voice in kind of car criticism today. I say car criticism rather than review, and that is something that we talk about in the episode that you're about to hear. Yes. Um, there is something that we need to address before we drop you into the episode and Dave I'll, I'll let you take it from here because I'm the one who made the mistake <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the recorder that we use it filled up during the show and instead of just halting the audio it allowed us to continue talking to each other like idiots and that's me blaming the recorder when the fault was actually on me it's okay Dave it's okay so, it's, a so, sa- it's a safe blanket for it so it, right. it cut Mr. R off partway through fmk cars and we're very sorry for that um obviously something like this isn't going to happen again and we're going to remember to when i say we i mean dave is going to remember to clear the memory card before we start recording correct and uh yeah so we we have a good chunk of our interview with mr regular and we cannot thank him enough for taking the time to talk to us um for just being a great just a great guy to talk to in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, honestly, watch his reviews. Support him. Uh, what is that? Platform? Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Support him on that because he is he is putting a lot. Him and, and Roman, the other half of regular car reviews, are putting tons and tons of hard work into producing really unique things that Ian and I consider a huge inspiration for doing what we do. Like we... We don't reach a lot of people, but we're really passionate about what we do. And Mr. Regular is a huge uh, catalyst or an impetus for Ian and I doing what we do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, follow Mr. Regular on YouTube or, or sorry, Regular Car Reviews on, on YouTube and uh, on 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 Twitter and uh, contribute to him on Patreon. Yes. And we will put links to all of those things in the episode description of the podcast. We will um, link that on our our twitter feed and our facebook feed and so yeah please definitely check him out and uh i'm so i have some uh if you excuse me 
everyone, I have some whipping of yeah. a certain ginger to do. Yes, it is going to be well deserved, and I I cannot po- apologize enough. <sighs> Ian, we're I'm an IT guy. I should know this. Yeah, I know. It's okay, Dave. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's not. It's okay. Let's but listen. it's not. Let's listen to Mister Regular. Okay. Hey, Dave. Hey, Ian. How's it going, buddy? I am great. And uh, we have a guest today. We do. We have an extremely awesome guest today. Yes. Uh, so I'd like to introduce Mr. R with Regular Car Reviews. Hello. We are super thankful to have you on the podcast. Uh, Thanks we, for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we love all of your videos, all of your reviews. Uh, Ian and I have been huge fans, and you, you're a huge inspiration oh. to us. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm flattered. And yeah. also, proper thanks to uh, Roman, the other half of RCR, uh, who couldn't be with us tonight. Yeah, definitely. I have to give credit because he writes 50% of the videos you see. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's my friend from uh, grad school. And, um, uh, he, he came on to RCR about the time of the Avenger review, which is about eh, two years ago. Oh, okay. So around the same time you started hearing the, the, uh, the homemade songs in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that's Roman. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we don't really have much of a format on here. We have some kind of things that we'd like to talk about, uh, on this episode, um, but we are very interested in talking about regular car reviews and sure. um, Ian and I are pretty fascinated with the language that you use on the show. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and we are interested in, in hearing kind of maybe the evolution of that language or how you kind of found that voice and then maybe how that voice might carry into the outside world when you interact with non-car people. Mm. And, you, and you see that moment where their eyes glaze over and you realize you're just dumping facts at them and they don't really care what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This car right. is interesting because something, something, and this is, this was Toyota's attempt to, uh, to go after these people. And they're like, uh, I don't really, it's a car. It's nice looking. Yeah. We had this thing in, um, the most recent RCR where it was a replay of every, car conversation you have with someone who's like oh you know you know a lot about cars what kind of car should i get and the answer is always miata yeah but you you give them legit advice and well like sort of anything they uh they uh it's the pontiac sunfire they always go to that Yeah, I, I think it might be a Subaru out here in Denver, but it yes. is yeah. it is a Subaru. That's uh-huh. the default car in yeah. in Denver. Yeah, um, yeah. So from from when you started, I mean, it, it seems like you've really done an excellent job in honing that that voice and that kind of um, working with uh, within the boundaries of putting forth a lot of context around a car. And, mm. and justifying, not ju- maybe not justifying, but helping explain why people should really care about it. Yeah, because we're all part of car, you're part of car culture, even if you don't want to be by virtue of living in the United States. Now, we, we have a public transportation system. It's nothing quite like what Europe has. And even if you don't own a car, you're in it. Because if it, so much of our, um, the way we deliver our goods, I mean, we do do a lot by rail, but it's still trucks. All Most of your computer stuff is trucks. Yeah. And um, you're part of the engineering that goes in the cars. 
Um, so, I mean, you could get patriotic, say it's part of your heritage, that uh, you should know a little bit about the the way this this country exists to move itself around. Yes, certainly that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but on the other hand, I have no problem with the whole self-driving car thing because there's a lot of people out there who cars to them are a bit of a nuisance. And if they could get away with not driving, they would. Now, uh, remind me, what, what city are you guys broadcasting from or recording from? Denver. Oh, okay. So you're not gigantic. This isn't like a major metropolitan area. Um, although, I guess you're Denver larger or smaller than Philadelphia? Uh, smaller, smaller. smaller than Philadelphia, but we have about three million some odd people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's like one of those cities where people are kind of pouring in, so density is happening really, really oh, fast. Oh, yes. okay. What with recent legislation for marijuana and all kinds of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I'm really interested in that you brought up two things, and one of them is autonomous cars and that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, because we actually wrote that down because we'd like to talk to you about your feelings about that. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, fine with them. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Because some people can't be bothered to enjoy driving. Yep. There are people, yeah. driving to them is a chore. A car to them, to some people, is something that breaks down and costs money. And... If they could get into a machine and have it just take them someplace and they wouldn't have to care or they wouldn't have to maintain this thing and they wouldn't have to put effort into driving, all the better. Yeah, that's that's kind of something we've talked about before on, on, on the podcast and it, it sounds like we're sort of on the same page. Our thing has always been we like driving, we don't like commuting. and and Exactly. There's a distinction and I think in the future it's going to be you know, kind of analogous to how, like, I'm super into music. So, like, I consume music in a in a way that most people don't. Like, I buy records, and that's going to be a Miata in the future. Right. And, you know, the iPod's going to be the autonomous vehicle you get in every day to go to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If, if you had autonomous uh, features on whatever car you had, do you think you would ever use them? Uh, okay. Uh, the Honda Fit that I drive... Would I want autonomous features on it? If if you had there, that button, there is that moment where you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you have not that I've ever made this choice, but I can understand some people making that choice after a party. You've uh, done some drinking, yeah, and yeah, you know, you're good, you're good, you're good, <laughs> and uh, but. You're you're trying to drive no, drive in a way that looks just like a sober person drives. It would be nice to have to be able to just rest your hands on the wheel and have a car that will perfectly stay within the lines all the time. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I've ever done that. I'm just saying it. Would I be in that predicament? Yeah. Now, there are times when when you're on road trips and you – now, this wouldn't uh, work with my car because it's manual. But uh, that moment where you're on a long road trip, you're on a highway and traffic just backs up. Must have been an accident, something up ahead, 
who knows. But you know it's going to be the next half hour is going to be stop and go. And there's no exits anywhere. You're like on Interstate 81, which is a big one, or or uh, or, or let's say I-80. That's kind of near. Yeah, yeah. The Colorado. There's nothing to do. It'd be nice to not have to work the gas brake in the clutch, or say if you had an automatic, just gas brake. You could know that the car would follow you in the front. You could pick up a book. You could get out an iPad. You could watch a movie. You could close your eyes. Sit on the roof of the car, know, whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> and pass the next half hour. Uh, and it wouldn't be so bad because you wouldn't have to be totally on the ball with with paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so circling back to the first question, there was uh-huh. one thing you were talking about. Um, with saying that, you know, you're kind of in car culture, whether you like it or not. And so yeah. trying to convince people who don't care that they should at least be, you know, knowledgeable or whatever. And I know that uh-huh. that's something, that's an argument that I have with my friends all, all the time where, uh, you know, they would never just pick up the first CD that they see. They would never just go to the first movie that they, um, that, that would come out that was available uh-huh. to them. Um, and I wonder the way that that car people talk about cars is that mm-hmm. part of the reason that people aren't um, open yeah, to it? Yeah, there is that, isn't there? It's you get car people talking to each other, and it's just two guys spout uh, throwing facts at one another. And to someone who isn't into that, they may not know what you're talking about. And it is a bit exclusionary because we have names for things, right? The car thing to do is to not call a Mazda Miata a Miata or an MX-5. What do you call it? I I call it an MX-5. Okay. If you want to be more specific and refer to a generation of a Miata, you don't say, I own a Miata. I got an NA MX-5. There you go. Some people just go, an NA. Right. When we say an E30, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's, a yeah BMW, definitely. it's a specific generation of a BMW. W123. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Or uh, WS6. Yeah. It refers to a Pontiac Firebird with an LS engine in it. <laughs> That's probably so, in a tree someplace. <laughs> yeah. We have our own clubhouse language that it is a bit of a prerequisite. It's just the same in acad- academia. We have our own uh, our own polysyllabic words <laughs> to show that we know what we're talking about. We just paid a whole bunch of money to the bursar's office to have the right to say those words. Right. Well, and that and so this is something that I've that I've always really liked about about how you uh, present car reviews is that I always thought it was strange that car reviews, car criticism however you want to call it, are, mm. are heavy on those facts and figures and, and sort of uh, jargon, you know? Because mm-hmm. to me, it's, it would be like 
reading a review of a, an album and the only thing they talk about is like how many notes they played you know <laughs> right yeah there's no oh, talk about like four four time or three four time right. even that some people don't know what four four and three four <laughs> right but you that seven eights that doesn't preclude Nine, 16. <laughs> right, exactly that doesn't preclude those people from liking music or describing how the music makes them feel and i wonder right. why that doesn't extend to car culture Right. I, I think it yeah, does you with need your to talk voice. About yeah. Feelings. Because that's a universal truth. Like, wh- okay, this car makes you happy. Why? Immediately, I just wanted to go into like an evolutionary thing. Like, this car has these eyes and, you know, how the. You, you can go there. It's a yeah, safe place. Go ahead. It. Yeah. We're, we're just two guys in a. How the Miata has big and innocent eyes, like a child or any young creature has big and innocent eyes. Yeah. Like uh, the Henry Plinkett, uh, the, the reviews talked about the. That's why you know Avatar or any sort of like Warner Brothers thing. They just have um, the big eyes, big eyes, small nose, small mouth. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah. that's the child, uh, the way a child appears. Yeah. So we we see it as small and innocent. H- hooking into that instinctual trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like that. But th- you talked you talked about that in your Miata review too about about yeah. pe- the backlash to that of of people you know thinking that it's a chick car because it's not masculine. Because it doesn't look man- yeah. masculine. Yeah. And and that's 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 a little bit from growing up in like the mid-state PA. There are this one guy told me a really funny story about he was at work and one guy came into work with his uh his like his wife's lunch pail or something like that. And made it a point to go around to tell every other every other male at the place that this isn't mine. I'm just wanting you to know, this isn't mine. This is my wife's. It isn't mine. Yeah. Really, really fragile in his masculinity that he couldn't deal with having a pink lunch lunchbox that day. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so people don't like Miatas. Well, because... Maybe they watched a porno once and spent, you know, looked at the guys a little bit too long. <laughs> and, and they're uh, they're afraid of, of it. Yeah, so. getting back to it. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's also something that that we kind of have to deal with in car culture is that, or at least the perception that I think car people are are sort of that right. way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that there's an underlying current of car culture that you just wish would go away or or that people would would well, embrace more maybe to take a, a more positive like, approach i don't like uh asphalt queens um which are the big lifted trucks that you know never saw never saw mud oh okay okay <laughs> that, that that bugs me yeah. Uh, yeah but again i don't like the hypocrisy of how trucks because of their blue collar um uh, significance are not considered extravagant, even though they are ex- more expensive than most luxury cars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a pass. Yeah, and then Whereas, anything King Ranch. Uh, my mom. Oh yeah, they're eighty, ninety thousand dollar trucks. Yeah. However, you know it's it's okay to own one, but it's not okay uh, to own. Uh, let's see, um, my. Uh, uh, my mom just grad uh, graduated, right? My mom <laughs> just uh, retired, and 
she bought as a retirement for herself a Mercedes-Benz SLK 230. Uh, It's a four-cylinder. $12,000 used. Low mile, it's like 40,000 miles. Holy cow. You drive around in that, you look, people think you're rich, even though it it costs about the same as a a used Honda Accord. Right. Used Honda Accord. But it if if you had a fifty thousand uh, dollar Dodge Cummins, yeah, you're, you're you're not you're not rich. It's it's all in that little three star uh, three star emblem on the front. Yeah, I, I think that that's a that probably says more about American culture than it does car culture, yeah. right? Where I mean, you know, Bush is Bush was always clearing brush, you know, and yeah. <laughs> on his multi million dollar ranch, you know. But mm-hmm. so the, everyone has to appear to be a man of the people, otherwise right. you're you're not authentic, right? Nice. What else do we have on our uh, on our talkabouts list? Yeah, check um, the tablet. Yeah, we have we have technologies. In cars, um, and yeah, uh, millennials not liking or wanting cars, but we kind of touched on that. Yeah, yeah. So the well, specifically the yeah the the age the age thing. There's a lot of hand wringing sort of in the in the automotive press about you know the kids aren't buying the cars these days. Um, do you think that's um, some you know some just like nostalgic nonsense or no? I think that's that's just. Uh... The uh, go with Bill Clinton's the economy, stupid. Yeah. What's the car they can afford? A one thousand dollar Craigslist special. Yeah. And yep. you know, five years ago, that's what I could afford, um, because I was I was working in a bakery with a master's degree. Because that's I, you don't work, you don't eat. Yep. So yep. I was doing that, and then I went to Alaska, which is a whole other story that I. That's the big mystery. Like, what what did Mister R do in Alaska? Well, he did something. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it'll it, it'll come out. A rum springer of like sorts. A, honestly, I'm saving that if I ever get on the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, not well, that I'm stopping you. Or, no, no. It's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever venue he, that happens in, I want to hear. Hours. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you got to have a, at least one hand grenade you can throw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, and the, and then I think a lot of times um, the millennials are really just with that disinterest in cars in general and that utilitarian um, or um, where they're treating things like utilities, like um, like with Uber and all of these things, they have them at their fingertips and it's now, you know, push button, get car. Why should I have to worry about putting oil in it? You know? Well, you, you can say that, uh, I guess, in an urban center, but where I live, everybody's still Jones and they get their own vehicle. Okay. Uh, okay. Where I live, there is no public transport. There is none. There is no public transportation. Okay. I remember one time in high school, uh, we had an exchange student live with my uh, buddy Tom and his parents. And the first day he asked, like, where's the public transport? And uh, he, that's, he was from Argentina. And... Uh, uh, my buddy Tom, his mom laughed and pointed to Tom's 1990 Volkswagen Fox. Out the <laughs> there it is. Get your license. <laughs> um, like, oh, yeah, that that's it then, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Because when I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this is you know not you guys because you're in Denver, you're you're around, but you you have a lot of people who do it from LA, so you kind of have this True. LA version of the world where they talk how things is and. If you've been there, I've been there twice. I mean, it takes a long time to get, I guess, acclimated to any sort of city. But I get an impression from the people who do podcasts in L.A., the whole world to them is Southern California. Yeah. Where it's all one big unending city where we know it's not quite that way. And, of course, you guys in Denver, you most of Colorado, you have to deal with elevation and uh, I remember when I took my Honda Fit out there, it ran like crap. <laughs> yeah, it'll do that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the Subarus are important because if you're living at altitude, you have to have forced induction. Yeah. If you want to have any sort of power. My my Honda Fit had no power. Like, it was, I'm revving it up to 5,000. Like, this is slow. I was like, oh, you're kind of running out of oxygen here. Yeah. Then we went to Boulder and had less power. <laughs> and, and and then we went from Boulder to Nederland. I think yeah. we were 8,000 feet by that time. Yeah, that's up there. Yeah. That car didn't move too well. <laughs> I mean, it, it moved, but it's like the car revs, the car, that car's revving really nice, but it's not making any power when it does. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have 85 octane. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's something from the altitude, that measurement right. change. Right. You, yeah. you can run lower octane because your compression ratio is lower. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a tune on my car that's supposed to be for 93, but they don't have, 93 doesn't exist in the state. <laughs> but they, they say like, yeah, just run 91 since you're at altitude. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, should you ever come to Colorado and you want to drive a 1997 Saab Turbo <laughs> and a, Vo- a 2004 Volkswagen R32, uh, you're more than welcome to. We'll be back to Colorado at some point. I didn't last time I was in last time I was in Colorado. I didn't get to smell the flowers, so oh okay. Um, uh, I come back. Oh, we I'll, could uh, we could I'll definitely help hit you with out that. the bo- botanical fields. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what other what other cities would you like to see? What other cities would you like to do regular car reviews in? I have to come back to Chicago, okay? Because uh, we didn't get to spend enough time. And uh, uh, my favorite novel, uh, Sister Carrie, mostly took place in Chicago. So I'm a total book nerd. That's uh, that's where I want to want want to go again. Okay. Last time we went there, we didn't have time to to really hang out. And then there was a blues fest in town. We couldn't get anywhere. All the and I didn't get a chance to drive lower Wacker drive. Okay, uh, yeah, you gotta gotta pretend you're in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew Hopefully, up. Uh, the next time we go, we'll fly in. Talk about good uh, public transportation. They have it locked down with with uh, you get you get out of O'Hare, you go to the basement of, of O'Hare. The train is right there, and you go right into the city, and then from there you can get anywhere you want. Um, Although we do have the Vagabond Falcon build, which it'll be done in the summer. I, I really wanted to have, and oh, for people who are listening, uh, the, the project for RCR is to take a 1960 Ford Falcon, America's first ultimate regular car, and turn it into a coast-to-coast cruiser. Um, I was just at the garage today, Bruce Henn. It's an amazing garage uh, in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. He gets cars from the Mecham Auctions and repairs them. Or like people who buy, you know, the thing you see, you, you see when the, when like you watch Barrett Jackson and everything and you see those, uh, cars going up on the, on, on the stage. Right. Yeah. 
Notice how they're all being pushed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Not all of them run. <laughs> I mean, some of them run, but they're not dailies. Yeah. He had this one guy come in with a like a 70, early 70s Nova. Hmm. And this is, yeah, this I think this is definitely pre-smog. And uh, that car needed work, and it still needed work, because it was set up for uh, drag racing. Had a huge cam in it. Like those cams, I mean, they, they all the movies and everything, you hear that. What you're hearing is the car not running well. Because <laughs> they, people are used to, you're talking about millennials and stuff, people are used to having variable valve timing. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. You had to choose at what RPM you were going to make your power. So you put in larger cams, higher lift, longer duration lobes, and yeah, your car ran better, but it's now running better at. 4,000 RPM or 5,000 RPM. It, do, it won't make its power at one or two. And uh, so those cars are difficult to drive. And this car had to come back and get a milder cam put in it because uh, I should, you know what? The owner didn't consent me to talk more about the car and more of its <laughs> okay. issues. So yeah. suffice it to say, you cannot drive a drag car. It's fun to say, oh, I'm going to drive, make this drag race and drive. So you can't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll suck too much gas. You, you, it, those valves are opening really for, for a long period of time at low RPM, sucking in more gas from the, from the one or two four barrel carburetors yeah. that are on top. They don't, re- they don't regulate the fuel like fuel injectors do. However much that piston sucks and however much the valve lets in is however much the vacuum, you know, goes through the venturis of the carb and in goes the fuel. So you're dumping fuel into these cylinders that can't be burned. I mean, the real Neil, uh, who's my buddy, Neil Roberts, uh, who rescued the vagabond Falcon. And we did his 19, uh, 1977 Corvette C3. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yep. Yep. He has a, uh, um, a hot cam in that it's, it's not completely undrivable, but, but, but when he's in parades or if he, he's in uh, like traffic or something like that, um, he has to rev it every now and again. So it clears out the unburnt fuel. There is fuel that's just in the intake and stuff. That's just not being burned anyway. Yeah. So we're completely fascinated with the Falcon build. I I mm. love I love that you're doing that, and I you know I'm very very interested in the progress of it, and just uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, really excited to see it. it. Should you should you move on to another project after the Vagabond Falcon? What what kind of stuff do you have your eye on? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but like what no, I've what other kind of before? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be years from now. Yeah. Um, but uh, it would be a 1988 or 1989 Toyota AW11 supercharged. Okay. Um, uh, it doesn't have to be supercharged, it'd be, it, but that's the ultimate version of it. Um, I know it's going to be a pain in the ass. If you have one, because it's it's this weird supercharger that tries to act like a turbocharger. And I drove a version of this car uh, in uh, at a uh, an, an event, and it had uh, an engine swap in. Oh, I did this for road and track, and they swapped in this JDM engine that had a turbo in it. 
Okay. Uh, that really is better than the factory supercharge that uh, that Toyota was trying to do. So yeah. Anyway, next project. Now that's after RCR versus the UK and, and other fun stuff. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how being being in the UK changes or affects um, not just the the cars that you're you're going to be reviewing, but the way that you're going to approach them. Yeah, it, it would be interesting logistically. How could I film it? Because um, we couldn't take all our gear with us. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I I couldn't take my. Tra- You'd have to travel light. I don't want to have a whole lot of. Uh, gear that i can't use true uh huh. so in l when, when, when we did the pacific fister in la we uh we did everything with uh some f- uh, uh vacuum cups but that filled still filled a lot of space in my in my suitcase so i don't know uh well, so, something to think about for for unless well, Chris, I, Chris I could, Harris isn't using uh, his stuff anymore, so he's got he's got his own film crew. So maybe you can borrow some of his. Chris Harris, right? <laughs> You're right. Um, never met him in person. He and I were both at the New York Auto Show, but I didn't have the guts to go up and say hi. And I don't even if he I don't even know if he likes dirty humor. So <laughs> that's it because because that's a a thing that appels and repels people in equal measure. Yeah, it's a, such a dirty, 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 dirty show. <laughs> I have to. I was told that by my wife that I had to tell you that uh, she she hates your show because I would every Monday morning like six a.m. <laughs> we're in in bed and I'm just listening to it on my cell phone and she gets wake, woken up by like real fart. She's <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> well, Ian, what do you what what do you say we play some FMK cars? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and explain it. If you want to queue up an FMK Cars. I'm ready. Yeah. So FMK Cars is that game, Fuck, Mary Kill, that we play w- with cars instead of people because we're nice. And uh, F means you get to drive it for a day. And typically, we okay. like we like to think of what you would do with that car since it's yours for the day. Would you autocross it? Would you, um, you know, vinyl wrap it in uh, a Chuck Norris vinyl wrap and, and parade mm. around town? Things like that. Uh, M is Mary. It's your new daily driver, warts and all. So, you know, you have to put out engine bay fires in your Jaguar XJS, things like that. And uh, K means it goes to the crusher immediately. So okay. So we're going to go ahead and present three cars, and then you just have to assign FMK to those cars. Okay, I'm going to go first, Zian. So um, uh, this this one has a bit of a catch to it. So there's going to go be a behavior that you're going to have to do that that goes along with the with the car options, and these are people's cars. So these are people's cars. But the catch is you're going to have to advocate for the political forces that led to their development in your everyday interactions. So, okay. All right. So the first, so I'll give you all three and then you can, you can categorize them. So the first one's going to be the two CV. Uh, that was developed during the third French Republic. So you must slip the phrase modernizing the peasants into every conversation you have. 
All right. So then the next one is the Beetle. Which um, Beetle? The the Volkswagen Beetle, the the very first one. Okay, original Beetle. Original yep. Beetle. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to start every conversation uh, by prepending it with. I mean, I know Hitler was a bad guy, but... <laughs> and then you can put whatever you want after that, but that's how you have to begin all of your interactions in a day. All right, so the third one is the Trabant. Anytime you come across someone with a bag of food in public, it's like, you know, individually wrapped candies, chips, whatever it is, you have to rip it out of their hands and redistribute Aww. the pieces among the people in the vicinity so they all get equal shares without explanation. You just do that. But you get to drive a Trabant. Yay. Ian smiling and sh shrugging his shoulders. Yeah. So those are, those are your choices. The 2CV, the, the Beetle, or the Trabant. So, so I got to do FMK for all of them. No, so I have to decide for all of them. Yeah, so well, one of oh, them. Which one would I? Oh, yep. oh, that means I have to marry one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Along with right. the behavior. Uh, yeah. Marry the beetle because I could hang out with some militia people, and they may agree with me on <laughs> my imposed view on the Fuhrer. Uh, 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 for a day, I could do the two CV, right? You know, I just hang out with college professors and stuff like that. They would like it, <laughs> but I couldn't bear messing with people. That's against my personality. So crush the, uh, crush it to man. I think, I think you've chosen well. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see here. So I have one. Uh, that I've titled, look, man, these were some good times. And it's uh, cars from the 90s. And there is a musical catch with them. Okay. So these are cars that you've reviewed. And I love, uh, we love all your okay. reviews for them. So first up, we have the 1997 Saturn SC2. Right. In this car, fortunately or unfortunately, you can only listen to Big Beat Techno. Oh. Yeah, you got the Chemical Brothers, you got the Prodigy, you got those other bands. Dave is so excited about that idea. I, 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 I like Big Beat Techno, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I'm a child of the 90s. That was high school. So then, so that's the 1997 Saturn SC2. Then we have the uh -huh. 19, 1998 Jeep Wrangler TJ. You can listen to any album from 1998, and there were some good ones. Except, yeah. except Dex drums and rock and roll. There you go. Yep, that's right. God love propeller heads. <laughs> um, except you cannot listen to Massive Attacks Mezzanine. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> because that's one of Ian's favorite albums. So you, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So you can listen to Black Star, Most Def and Talib Kweli. You can listen to Hello Nasty. You can listen to Fugazi End Hits, The Boredoms. The yeah. Anyway, that's your Jeep. And then we have the 1995 Camaro. You you can mm. you can only listen to Brit pop and rap because it was a, and that's where the recorder stopped. <sighs> and where Dave's shame began. Yes, yes, where I started spiraling and uh, pooping myself a little bit. Yep, in wee bits. Yep, and um, so we, uh, yeah, 
We didn't notice for a little bit. No, we didn't. So we, we lost some things. Um, critically, we lost uh, Mr. Regular saying that we were his very favorite car <laughs> podcast of all time. Favorite people of all time. That's not that's not true. That, that he happen. loved us. It didn't happen no, either. None no, of that happened. Yeah. But he's a really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, in a panic, uh, we opened up Sound Recorder on Ian's laptop and tried recording the rest of what we were talking about. Um, we missed some, uh, some FMK cars and, uh, and then we kind of went on a tangent about the, uh, Ford Falcon build that he's doing. And so if there's audio, then that would be here. Give the specs. It's like, Oh, this is a 2.4 liter straight six with just a short stroke. Ooh, that sounds good. Is it uh Oh, is it double cam? No. Is it single cam? Or is it is it single overhead cam? Well, it's it's overhead valve. <laughs> that. I like guess cam and block. Okay, well, geez, it's like throttle body fuel injection? Nope. Is it like triple Weber's? Nope. <laughs> single barrel holly car. Oh, feeling, feeding four cylinders. It's like, really? Ford didn't it like... And um, when we went to the 302, it was like, oh, are you going to do something else with this engine? Like, no. Ford didn't even like it. After the first year of the Falcon, they, they, they bored that thing out to 170 uh, cubic centimeters. And then uh, they, uh, they, what did they do? They took it to uh, 200. And that was the engine that was in... Uh, the Mustang, the uh, or the base model Mustang got the uh, Powermaster 200, which was a 200 uh, cubic centimeter uh, straight six. Still with, I think by that time it may have had uh, a dual barrel carburetor or something like that. Okay, I have to I have to look it up. Uh, and but you could get in 1963, you could get. The very first Windsor block in the Falcon, which is uh, uh, originally it was 260, uh, uh, not cubic centimeters, cubic inches, 270 cubic inches. And then they bored that out to 289. And the 289 V8 is the Mustang engine, the classic one yep. that everybody knows. Yep, definitely. Oh, yeah. it's the 289, yeah. And then... Uh, they took the 289 and stroked it to 302 uh, cubic inches. And that became the Boss 302. Like when that Mustang came out, oh, the Boss 302. <laughs> that was that. And then the 302 engine, or the, or the 302 Windsor, existed from what? Like 1960, when was the 302? I don't have wiki in front of me. People can look it up. At least 1968. Say like 1968 until 1993. That block continued dear lord uh, and yeah the, the final one to get it was uh yeah early 90s mustangs vanilla ice's mustang from the yes. movie cool as uh, ice yeah <laughs> and, and also the um the explorers well they used the 302 in a lot really they just tuned it to different specs yeah the uh the Thunderbird had it. 
And we got a Thunderbird, uh, one out of a Thunderbird that was headed to a crusher. Oh, right on. Okay. To say that, oh, we saved this engine. Well, I guess. <laughs> and, and. Huh. Right on. I like that. But we, we, what, we took it back to carburation. And then the biggest thing, I, if anybody's looking to build a 302, don't change the method of fuel delivery. That was our biggest mistake. Okay. Um, okay. Because. We, uh, oh, this would take another 20 minutes to explain. <laughs> you add four months to your build to try to make stuff work. Okay. Uh, if, if, if the engine, if the was originally fed by an electric fuel pump, then get another, then get a modern electric fuel pump. Don't try to convert it back to mechanical fuel delivery just to be all hipster and legit, uh, and be period correct because then you gotta, it's, I actually, I wrote a whole article for Road and Track about it. People can read it. Oh, yeah, and also Mr. Regular on roadandtrack.com. The, I write articles for them, too. And this long story about trying to make this. Once you change one thing, you change five things. And what started out, what started out as something free, because Bruce says, oh, I have, I have a timing cover from a, from a 1968 Mustang. That has the hole for the mechanical fuel pump. Oh, yeah. Then let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. $400 later, <laughs> after you buy all the bits and the pulleys and everything to make that stupid thing work, well, that $80 fuel pump is looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I know for next time or yeah. other people should know. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with an electric fuel pump. Some sometimes you gotta go there just to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this and uh, uh thank you for listening to me to go blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> any any time. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And it, should you be in Denver, we'll go ahead and shoot you an email with the format that you uh that you mentioned. And, okay. And uh, you know, yeah. Good deal. We, we have spaces for you to stay. Excellent. Yeah. Free lodging. And Thank you. Yeah, no problem. There you go. There are some cars. We are coming. We are coming to the Denver at one point. Don't know if we're going to drive or fly. Sure. Probably we'll fly. Yeah. So maybe I'll need a ride. <laughs> not a problem. If you <laughs> need, need if, a ride from the airport. <laughs> not a problem. If you need us. That a, airport's on the edge of town, isn't it? It is. It's out there. Yeah. yeah. One of our cars will be there running. Is a, there yeah, is a bus probably. Goes, right. Actually, they're building a uh, the the light rail line should be done here in like the next month or so, yeah. and that that'll drop ah. you right downtown, which will be really nice. Yep, because that airport Wait. is like basically in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, thank you very much again, Mister R. No, thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, talk to you later. Thanks. Talk to you later. Did you hear anything? Because if you did, then that means that we rescued some audio. We're professionals. Yep. <laughs> I can copy and paste and that's um, not cut. We all know I should not be given the power to cut. Just copy, control C, control V. Not even right clicking. Oh yeah, that no, because that, that that does get dangerous. You could you could hit move. Yeah, <laughs> rename. You, rename. Oh, rename. You'll never find it again. Rename. I name it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. Not a good idea. Oh, okay. So, buddy, what do you say we do our plugs? Oh, yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll do them. Okay. Because, I I mean, I deserve the punishment. <laughs> and also, you whipping me hurt quite a bit. 
I Ian just in like typical Ian's a dad, so in typical dad fashion, he just took off his belt, you know, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it wasn't pretty. So we are teamclearcoat at gmail.com. Email us your FMK cars ideas and uh, hate mail for screwing up an interview with Mr. Regular. Um, let's see here. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, t- at Team Clear Coat. Follow Ian on Instagram and Twitter at IRollSoHard, E-Y-E, RollSoHard. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at NuckNuckGoose, N-U-K-N-U-K Goose. And rate and review us on iTunes. Send us stickers for every piece of hate mail. Maybe that, maybe don't maybe don't rate and review us based on <laughs> our performance on this episode. <laughs> but uh, every piece of hate mail that we get gets a sticker. That's true. Yep. Yeah. It, it like for real. Not hate, just, hate mail. I think probably gets two stickers. Fan oh, mail gets one sticker. There we go. There yeah. we go. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry. Thank you. Sorry.